everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. Have you ever dreamed of retiring in the Bahamas, maybe owning your own island, having an exploration company, a treasure exploration company, and of course, helping people in need? We have a special guest today, a person whose adventures some of you may recognize, but others will be getting a great introduction to him and some of his very amazing discoveries. And uh, I want to welcome Carl Allen to the program. Welcome today. Sam, thank you. It's great to be here. You know, as I mentioned, a lot of people know about you, but there are still others who do not know about you. So tell us about yourself. Oh, geez. Uh, well, I, I, I grew up in Chicago, uh, went to school in Philly, lived in Atlanta for a while, and uh, my wife and I have been in uh, Texas, geez, almost 30 years now, 30 years this year. Four kids, uh, three granddaughters, and um, I, I grew up, I worked for a, a company my almost my whole life, um, never thought that I would sell it, and Somebody came along and offered me a lot of money, and it enabled me and my wife to kind of fulfill our dreams. And um, a big part of that was the Bahamas. And we I'd been going there since I was 12 and, you know, coming to Stewart and going over to Walker's. And, and it was a, a real thrill in uh, 2018 that we bought uh, Walker's K. It's a wonderful island, uh, about 100 acres, if I recall, and uh, it's got some good high ground on it. It's got a marina. It's got an airstrip. What caught your attention about Walker's Cay? Well, first of all, it's, we, depending on the tide, we don't know. <laughs> 60 <laughs> acres, depending on you know, 75 yeah. acres. But, yeah. but uh, well, look, Sam, I, I grew up coming to Stewart. My father, stepfather had a home here in, in many, many years since 1971, and we went out fishing when I was 12, and I looked out to the east, and I said, what's out there? And a couple of days later, uh, we were on a trawler. A friend of his had an old trawler, and we tooled over to Walker's. And, you know, when you see the banks and – well, first of all, you see the Gulf Stream and then the beauty of the banks. And then I, I looked out and saw that land, and I, I said to my stepdad, what is that? And he patted me on the head and said, son, that is Walker's K. And I just immediately uh, fell in love with it. I just turned 58. That was, you know, 46 years ago. And, you know, I have to say, I've been to Walker's. Uh, it is something that uh, being a fearless 20-something, fearless 30-something, uh, there were those of us that would hop in a 26, 30-foot center console, and off we would go always in pairs because we thought that was the safe way to do it. Some of the best fishing in the world, in my opinion, there. Well, I, I have a saying. It's where the, the bonefish meet the billfish, and I love the backcountry fishing just as much as the offshore but look, it was a mecca for many, many years, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s. The people remember the Bertram had a shootout. You know, they had some customs out, the custom shootouts out there. It was just a mecca. And um, it still is. I mean, we, we catch fish all year long out there and uh, always look forward to the Wahoo season coming up because we're sort of a Wahoo mecca out there. Right now, the tuna are running, so we chase birds and, you know, everything's under the birds and but you can't beat the back country. The bone fishing is absolutely world-class, and it still is. Here locally, I was uh, one of those that uh, constantly chase Centropomus and Decimalis. The snook and snook season is open, so you might see me out here on the flats <laughs> one of these days. I see some uh, tarpon probably running out of the beach, too, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, fishing is, uh, having, having grown up here, too, fishing is something that once it's in your blood, you never get tired of it. Yes. Yes. Walker's K, though, 
you bought it. And uh, back around 2004, it was devastated by hurricanes. And then, of course, we had uh, Dorian uh, come through. Uh, you have been rebuilding it. Where are we on the rebuild? So it's been a struggle. Uh, you know, when we first bought it in 18, we, we spent about oh, eight or nine months just planning and getting to know Little little Grand, which is our neighbor out there. And then here comes Dorian in 19. And, and thank God we didn't have a lot going on there yet, just a few things in the beginning, but it devastated Little Grand. And so we, we spent a lot of time, our fleet, going back and forth helping those folks. And then we thought, okay, we're over that. And then here comes the pandemic. And it shut that country down. I give the, the previous prime minister a lot of credit um, because – the country didn't suffer too bad from the disease, but they had an economic meltdown because it's, you know, 80% tourism over there and it literally came to a halt. And um, so it's been a struggle with supply chain issues. I mean, if, if it's slow in Florida, we may as well be on Mars out there. And so what we have right now is a, a an open marina. I have 90 slips. I can get up to 200 footers and all the center consoles. Uh, my love is the sports fishing boats, the convertibles and and the 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 big um vikings and stuff like that um we've got gas fuel uh diesel and gas great water people brag about our water out there right now i just have staff cottages and some man camp i call it for the contractors we have 16 cottages sitting over here in stewart that have been prefabbed um it'll be funny to people see it going out the inlet here in a few weeks but two at a time I'm hoping that we'll have some of those cottages rentable in Christmas time. Tell me about those prefab. Were they prefabbed in our immediate area? Absolutely, yes. We are uh, partnered with a company called Stratacon, and um, over here, I think it's like right near Rio or right right there near the uh, the lock. And um, it's taking you know again, it's been slow because of everything, but. These 16, first thing, 16 are really nice. They're solid. They're very hurricane resistant. Um, they're about, uh, I think, 1,300 square feet each duplex you can get on either side. And the foundations have been poured over there in Walker. So it literally is a matter of shipping them. We have a big crane, puts them in place, uh, and get everything wired, and here we go. So. If you haven't found out already, the owner of Stratacon is an avid fisherman. He's got a great center console and a few other boats, so oh, yeah. he's going to be knocking on your door. Oh, yeah. He'll be he'll be coming back to, to stay, I'm sure, and I'm sure he'll be proud of it. Well, one of these days, I'll get over there, and perhaps he and I and will all be there together because it's uh, it is great there. Yes. Now, as we talk about the Bahamas and the destruction and the rebuilding, uh, that's an important part, the rebuilding, because not only at Walker's K, but you had a, a vital hands-on approach to making some of your neighbors uh, viable again and helping the economy of the Bahamas. Yes. Uh, you know, we love the country so much that we've been giving back. My wife and I have a long trail of philanthropy over there, helping schools. Um, we've given away over 1,500 these Amazon tablets because so many books have been destroyed over there. Me and a whole bunch of great Americans went to work when Dorian hit and Little Grand. Thank God nobody was killed and nobody even got hurt, but their island was devastated. Things like roofs and water and, and power. And, and, uh, I'm very proud to say that, that me and a whole bunch of great Americans got that up and running in about five weeks. And, uh, uh, there's a lot of people, a little band, that are thankful for that. And so my wife and I, because we're so close, there's 500 Bahamians over there. You know, I'm as good as them. We need them. And uh, 
they're they're a great neighbor. Now, I know that uh, there probably is still a good cause to support there. If someone is interested, how can they, they go about helping the Bahamas at this point? Or is it still something we're planning for the future? Well, I mean, you, uh, there's some ter- really good charities. you got to watch out for some of them. Right. But, but, you know, I always say, you know what they need? They need people to come and visit. And if you want to help out the Bahamas, come see us. Because that's the best thing because it's tourism. They need that that dollar and 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 people are ready i mean it's been so long the cruise ships just started to come back a little bit but the cruise ships they don't really help the outer islands you know it's 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 the people with the center consoles you know with your sports fishing boats your bigger yachts that's what we need to come back and i'm surprised walkers was pretty slow right now it's it's definitely the economy the fuel prices i i hate to say it but i'm I'm almost $9 a, a gallon for diesel out there. Ouch. Now, you have a fleet. Literally, you have your own fleet in addition to the, the fishing boat. But tell us a little bit about your fleet. And then I want to come back to uh, the Bahama help. Yeah. So when I sold the company, I thought, you know, the best way to get uh, my wife into this is to buy her a yacht and <laughs> name it after her. So we have a, a 164 Westport uh, that we just love. We've had it for six years. It's a It's a moving house. And um it's called Gigi. i think right after that we realized when we bought that she looked at me and she said there's something up with you and i said yep uh we're going to the boat show and i fell in love i didn't even get on it um with a with a company called damon uh rose damon she's a good friend of mine um they make this yacht support vessel uh we call it the axis it's 183 feet and it's a platform Uh, we got our submarine on there we have a full dive shop there's a little airplane that goes on there uh it holds massive amount of fuel and gasoline makes thirty thousand gallons of water every day it's a real command ship and so when we're out doing what we do it's sort of a mothership um, recently I bought an 80 foot Viking. I'm a big Viking fan. I had a 52 and a 68 and then Gigi got struck by lightning. And so we were out for a while and I, I was getting cramped in that 68. So we went out and there was a great deal on an older, no, it's not real old. So I think it's 2018, uh, 80 foot Viking enclosed bridge, which I never thought I would like. And I love it. And I have to say, I have been on board the axis. And that's one of the reasons that I am here today, because when being on board and knowing some of the things that were going on with another part of your life, and I, I won't get into all of that now because I'm going to tease our, our second episode as we go on, that is one hell of a vessel. It's, a, it's North Sea sturdy. Absolutely. It was built you know, as a rig tender in the North Sea. And, you know, we have things like dynamic positioning on there. We have all sorts of sonar. You know, we've got that forward and downward looking sonar. She's just one big solid piece of metal i mean she's got a steel hull and an aluminum superstructure and and we bought it kind of plain um it was it was just a a shell kind of when we bought it and i put just as much into it as what i paid for it and and ended up with a vessel that uh is quite common now i think i've started a fad rose and i have never talked about that royalty but uh yeah it's it's quite neat to see people have have adopted that because again with that as a yacht support Right. You can keep your yacht just totally clean and go places and not have to tow stuff. And But we do look like a fleet going down the road. Plus, my favorite little boats, you mentioned fleet, is I've, I've got a really good relationship with Hell's Bay. And I've got a Marquesas edition. They made me a, a Walker's K edition. I've got an old whip spray. And the backcountry fishing at Walker's tremendous. So, so that's that's the fleet. You have mentioned that several times. You you left out the Triton submarine. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a Triton submarine uh, built in Vero Beach. 
Great folks. Have an awesome relationship with them as well. It goes down to 3,300 feet with three people, a pilot and two passengers. And uh, we have an amazing time in that. Because when you're in the Bahamas, anytime you get below like 200 feet, which is the diver's level, you are literally seeing something no human has ever seen before. And we're finding like underwater arches and a couple of modern shipwrecks. When I say modern, you know, less than 100 years old. I am so pleased to tell you that the wildlife and the, the, the reef off of Walker's is alive and well. That is good to know. And and I've had the, the folks of, from Triton here on the program. Oh, you have? Before, good. Yeah. And uh, they speak very highly of you and, oh, and uh, yeah. of your vessel, the Axis. And uh, yes. it is it is known for helping to launch and uh, check out right. some of uh, And then, you know, there's this, the last thing I should mention probably is we have a little airplane. It's called an Icon. And it's it's got foldable wings like an old Corsair. So we can slide it onto the Axis. And it's amphibious. And you can land it on a runway as well. So it's it's really uh, good for search uh, is one of the things that we do. So, as you talk about all of this activity, let's let's come back to the Bahamas because that relationship uh, with the the Bahamian government in particular uh, sometimes the Bahamas isn't that easy. The Bahamian government isn't that easy to work with, but you have an excellent working relationship. What would you attribute that to? Oh gosh, probably just. You know, going there. I mean, I I know the Bahamas like the back of my hand, uh, all the way from you know, Walkers down to Hogs Tea Reef and everything in between. And one of the things I I got real interested in is the politics. About twenty years ago, I started to uh, I was thinking about building a business over there, and I, I started to to meet people. And I got to be very good friends with the previous prime minister, Doctor Minnis, and uh, and his administration. And and you know, I made promises that we've delivered on as far as walkers and our philanthropy and um, the salvage operations, which I think we're going to talk about. But um, it's very unique. It's a it's a excellent model of a pi- private-public partnership, PPP. And we've used that up at uh, Little Grand. You know, I've done some stuff. They match it. I do it. They help me. It's It's great. As you talk about PPP, that private partnership, private-public partnership, when people think of the Bahamas, I would venture to say they think of vacation. They may think of fishing, fun, relaxation. They probably are not thinking about maritime heritage. The Bahamas has a rich maritime heritage. Absolutely, Sam. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a giant tourist destination. It's so beautiful. I mean, I always tell Bahamians, you, you're already here. You're at paradise. We're all trying to get here. But but yes, you know, huge maritime history there. It started out with Columbus landing there and, and the Lucayans, the Lucayans, which I've studied and I'm very interested in. They they were gone in 30 years. They brought slaves in after that. And, and that was really the, you know, the basics of the beginning of the Bahamas. Um, there was some some white Bahamians that came over from Bermuda. We knew that. But but the shipping that went on there, Nassau, it was like the Mecca. I mean, it. All the pirates were there, and, and the English, the Spanish, the Dutch, everybody used Nassau. It, it's incredible what went on there as sort of a mecca of the, of the Western Hemisphere. And certainly as we talk about that maritime industry, uh, without going into details, because I'm, I'm trying to keep our episodes to a, a, a length that our listeners can listen while they're walking, when they're in their car, 
you recently had a ribbon cutting for something very, very special to that maritime industry. Tell us about it, but not a lot of detail. Sure. Yes. So we just opened, and and I had two prime ministers there, the previous one and the current one, um, both supporting this, that it is the first type of its kind in the Bahamas, the Bahama Maritime Museum. You can look us up. And we basically have a tour of going back to the Lucayans, you know, through the slaves, a natural history of the Bahamas, and a history of shipwrecks. There is about 300,000 shipwrecks in the Bahamas from all different centuries. And it is always fascinating me. I don't want to be a diver in New Jersey where you have six inch visibility and cold water and, and mean big sharks. The Bahamas, it's clear water and, and usually and warm. And you can see the sharks coming from a long ways. <laughs> which is- which is always, always good. And folks, occasionally I, I like to stop and pause. Uh, if uh, you were sitting here with me today, if you had just seen the enthusiasm and uh, the smile that crept across your face, it started at the chin and went all the way up, and uh, the, the wrinkles on the forehead were all part of this huge smile. Yes. And, and that's because we have something else to talk about. And uh, I teasingly ask you uh, prior uh, to keep some of the details Uh, out of the conversation because I want to know, can you come back for another episode? Absolutely, Sam. Yes, sir. Now, as we conduct this interview, uh, I know you're on your way to Key West, and uh, that's where there's some special ceremonies going on, Mel Fisher Days. And uh, Mel Fisher Days 2022, it's also marking the 400th anniversary of something that happened in the Keys. What was that? So I'm very excited. Um, it is the 400 year anniversary of the sinking of the Yatocha, which is 1622. And I, I, there's something that a lot of people don't know, but Mel Fisher was born in 1922, 300 years later. And uh, just a tremendous man who I met when I was young. He would be 100 this year. So, so this festival, it's going on all weekend. Um, Kim and Taffy and the whole family's putting it together. And there's speeches and films and uh, cocktail parties. And, and it's really a celebration of the Atocha and Mel's life. And uh, it's going to be pretty neat for us to be there based on um, the opening of our museum. And, it's, and a lot of that is based on his, his museum. 1622, 1922, 20, 22. There's some 22s going on here for sure. And, and there's a lot, sometimes there's a lot of things that happen with coincidence that uh, if you believe, uh, like I do, things happen for a reason. That's one of the reasons we're here today. And I'm just going to, to tease one more time and say gold, precious gems, cannons, swords, a trail of treasure that Allen Exploration, Carl Allen, Gigi Allen, and your entire team have discovered and you're preserving for the Bahamas and that rich maritime heritage. You just hit it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get in and talk to more, more about what we're doing. And we're going to do just that. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as I say, you know, it's uh, Carl, you, you've got a great future. If uh, you get out of the exploration business and ever want to come out of retirement, I've got a newscaster position for oh. you because that was one hell of a tease. And we're going to oh. come back with another episode. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. 